The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Hello, everybody. This is Suzanne Giesman, and I am talking to you today from Raleigh, North Carolina. Just flew in from Orlando, Florida. We were home for a whole week before I had to take off again. So I'm thrilled to be in Raleigh because this evening I'm going to be sharing messages of hope with the Spiritual Frontiers Foundation and the Academy for Spirituality and Consciousness Studies, their annual conference. So what an honor to kick that off. I can't wait to feel all those open hearts. Right now, across the miles, connecting with all of you, I can feel the energy. It's been building for the last 20 minutes or so, and uh, it just feels so good. So thank you for joining me. I want to give a shout out to Ty back there in Orlando area. Hi, honey. Miss you already. And to all of you listening, thanks for joining me again. This is the first Thursday of the month, and that means it's just a show for you to call in and ask questions, not so much of me, but of higher consciousness. I'll share answers to questions that that pertain to anybody who's listening, not like a private reading, just our, our musings about the universe and how things work and how we fit into it. And it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I've been tapping into higher consciousness every day for the past oh eight years with my team of guides who told me to call them Sanaya. And I looked up the word Sanaya and it means one worth knowing. And they are definitely worth knowing because they have some pretty cool answers. But they've told me they don't have all the answers. But uh, I will be able to answer some of your questions based on what they've told me over the years. Some of them I'll have to ask them on the spot. And some of you have sent in uh, questions in advance. And I have to tell you that some of them are kind of deep questions. Sitting here in my awareness as Suzanne Giesman. I couldn't answer those questions. I don't know if I'll be able to get some of these really deep answers for you on the spot. Sometimes that I have to be in an actual state of expanded awareness, deep meditation, channeling Sanaya to get some answers, but we'll do our best for you today. Look at all of you calling in. This is great. I will be doing a drawing with those who I connect with today at the end of the show. One of you who who calls in in person will win 
your choice of one of my three online courses, Making the Connection, How to Connect Across the Veil, or Your Emerging Soul, or Let Your Spirit Soar. So don't be shy about calling in. And I see there are already six of you waiting, so we better get going. Let's see. We're going to start with Kathleen because she's been waiting the longest time. Kathleen, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Where are you calling from today? Um, Gainesville, Florida. Ah, You would have been close if I hadn't left the state this morning. (laughs) So, Kathleen, why don't we get straight to the question and I'll kind of shift my focus here a little higher and go ahead and ask what's on your mind value I wondered what value do does Sanaya place on journaling oh what a good question I've never asked it of them and I don't want to answer from Suzanne's point of view so let me see ah they're saying that it if I start talking funny it's because I'm really reporting the answers as I hear them. So they say that the main purpose of journaling is that it allows you an intense focus on a specific issue. When you're not writing, your mind tends to wander a bit more. So they're placing journaling in a category like meditation because it allows you to contemplate, focus on one specific issue. In a state where you are focusing fully on feelings, emotions, and truly shining a light where you normally wouldn't on certain emotions and issues. So I get a big thumbs up from my team saying, please encourage everybody to journal regularly as a type of practice in presence. How oh, that's that great. That's a great answer. I, I understood all of that. Now, real quickly, if I were to happen to win and I'm not able to listen to the whole show, <laughs> would you still be able to reach out to people or will I lose out? <laughs> oh, you won't lose out. How did we do this last time? Um, I'm I think you'll be able to give, able to uh, let's see, I'll put on Facebook, on my Facebook page, how you all can reach me afterwards, or you'll listen in the archives and then you just send me, yeah, listen to the archives at the end of the show and send me an email and I'll contact you that way. How's that? Awesome. Okay. That's right. great. Thank you so much. Thanks for the question. Nice connecting with you. Okay. You too. Right. Bye-bye. That was a nice start. Okay. So let's move on right away. And I do, I'm going to kind of balance this out with those of you who call in and those of you who've written in. So we have Chris on the line, Chris with a K. You are on the air. Welcome. Thank you. That's interesting that you knew that I was Chris with a K. I didn't. I didn't uh, say that to the gentleman that asked. How very interesting. I well, that is interesting. I don't want to take yeah. any psychic credit for that at all. It's the way it's showing up on my screen. So maybe Louis, our engineer, is psychic, or it showed up some other way on caller hey. ID. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I have two questions, but if we only have time for one, then um, the question that I have is this. Um, when a soul that is in the heavenly realms decides to incarnate on the earth, when does it merge with the physical body that it will inhabit in the forthcoming lifetime? Oh, wow. Okay. Whew. 
Whew, that one takes my breath away as I ask that. I'm hearing at the point of conception. Huh. Okay. And there's a bonding that takes place, I'm showing, energetically with the mother and also getting, infusing the physical vibration of the fetus at that time. Now, again, these are things that we won't be able to prove till we get to the other side. So any answers that I ever provide from my team, we always just test in the heart. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead May and ask your second, second question. Quick one? Okay, thank you so much. So the second one is um, mm, the mm, same. Mm. I have to stop you a second. I just got interrupted. Oh. That okay. Sanaya tells me that the soul of the soul that is associated with the new body yeah. creates a relationship with that fetus, and it's wow. This is very interesting. So it's. Yeah, they're standing by their same answer, but they're saying that it is a, it is a chosen relationship, and that's why they spoke of the familiarity, gaining that familiarity with the physical energy of the mother. Okay, sorry about that interruption. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Thank you so much. And um, just very quickly, my second question is, do the same master guide and guardian angel accompany a soul in every one of its incarnations, or are different master guides and guardian angels assigned to that soul with each new incarnation? This is interesting. It's a question that just came up the other day, and I loved the answer, so I'll, I'll give you what I was told the other day, but invite my guides to add anything to that. With humor, they said that oh, they want to chime in here. <laughs> they they always have humor, and they're saying it is enough work to keep up with you in one lifetime. <laughs> okay. So it's uh, there. Okay. The each lifetime has certain issues, life issues to work on, and they're telling us that the guides are chosen because it's an energetic match for in helping us in this incarnation with these life issues, they also learn. And we're supposed to understand that our guides, as I mentioned earlier, are not all-knowing, and they're saying, is it not true that the teacher learns as much and often even more than the students? So when we pass to the other side, there's a great reunion, a, a greeting, an exchange of love with our guides, and then we all move on to new tasks. Wonderful. Cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you so much, Chris. All righty. And I have a few people waiting, but I want to invite more people to call in. The number to call in, in case you're scrambling right now, grab a pen, 816-251-3555. So let me answer a question from Lulu, who wrote in earlier. She says, do our loved ones experience immediate peace and love upon transitioning? If they were fearful, is that fear erased? Great question. And I had a personal experience of how this works just uh, seven weeks ago when my mother passed to the other side. She was fearful of passing. And my dear friend Brenda, who's on the other side, took me in meditation to meet with my mother across the veil as 
crazy as that sounds, Brenda dropped in all kinds of evidence of things going on with our mutual friends here in the physical plane to show me, yes, this is really me, Brenda, and I'm really taking you to your mom. But what convinced me more than anything was the the physical feeling, the emotional feeling of connecting with my mother. And what I saw was that she, because she didn't believe in an afterlife and was fearful, she was, she arrived across the veil, not like it's a physical trip, but just made that transition as if in the coma state that she passed over. She was unconscious when she passed the normal uh, type of transition when one passes from the body just shutting down. And so she slowly came awake and she at first thought that she was dreaming. So it's lovely that she didn't feel any fear And so the second part to this question is, is everyone met by peace and love? Well, that also depends on the fact that we reap what we sow. If you lived a life making the higher choices, you will immediately feel and welcome that loving feeling. If you made some very poor choices, you will be aware of the love that's around you, but you will also very much feel the results, the effects of the choices on others who were here. So that in a way is, uh, hmm, that's how there are different so-called levels on the other side. But all feel and are aware of the presence of love, our access to that depends on how much love we share and express here in this life. That's how I understand it. That's how it's coming across. So I hope that makes sense to everybody. And thank you, Lulu, for that question. Let's keep moving now. I'm going to give you that number one more time, and I'm going to bring in a caller, 816-251-3555. On the line, we have Jana. How are you today? Fine, thanks, Suzanne, for taking my call. Bet. My, and you're, in, my question, you're in the running yes. now for one of the free giveaway of the online courses, all right? Yay. What's your question? I already have the yes one, so I know it'll be one of the others if I'm picked. But anyway, so my question is this. I've listened to the Sanaya sessions you've done, the channelings, and they've mm-hmm. talked a couple different times about there were living multiple concurrent lifetimes in the now. There's no mm-hmm. past or future. So I'm wondering, I'm in this world called Janet in this lifetime now, but then there are many other aspects of me living, my soul's projecting out different spirit beings, doing different things in whatever realities. So is, when I leave this world called Janet and go back to the astral plane, do I get to merge with all that I learned in all those other lives too? So it's not just me learning this one, but I get the comp- you know, the, the t- entire learning of all of that and get credit for it all, kind of, so to speak. So, so that's <laughs> yeah, this is a great question. I'm glad that this is not a video show because all of you would see my lip twitching like crazy, which is a kind of crazy looking thing to see. It's my guide saying, good question. Let us answer that one. Okay. So <laughs> they often don't go delve too deeply into this concurrent simultaneous lives because they tell us that it's very challenging for we in our human awareness to wrap our heads around this. But let's give it a try. Okay. They say that they would like us to imagine the concept of an oversoul 
and they're showing me an image of a disco ball. So the soul would be a spheric shape with this many uh, lenses refracting our light out in each incarnation, a bit of a different version, like a rainbow, different colors of our one oversoul. And so that soul is experiencing all of this at once. There is no time at the level of the soul, but the moment one shifts the focus and that focus is magnetically drawn to one lifetime, such as yours is here telling the Jana story, then time seems to exist when really it is simply the story bubbling up moment after moment like pixels on a screen. So okay. having the experience, taking that experience back to the soul's awareness. So in effect, what they're telling us is that as each story goes out and then collapses back to the soul's awareness. All stories are coalescing in that oversoul at the same time. Ah, is your head spinning like mine? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I when when I hear these words coming through, they absolutely make sense at a level apart from Suzanne. And it's like, yeah, I get that. And then you try mm -hmm. to figure it out logically and it just doesn't work because this is, this is soul awareness mm -hmm. and not human. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's a, an, yes, it's all just unfolding in bursts of now moments. There is only here and now. Okay. So then Suzanne, that sort of begs the question is there a way for me to access some of that learning from those other now moments I'm doing and download it into my general for my own edification? Oh, absolutely. And it's called, and I, this is the teaching Sanaya has been giving me lately, and it sounds a little scary, but they mean it totally humorously. You must loosen your grip on reality. Loosen your mm. grip, your focus that, that I am this body and I am this person named Jana and go into a meditative state or just as you're falling off to sleep, continue sinking back into the heart, fall back into the heart. Let go of all of the beliefs and the physical sensations that tell us I am Suzanne, I am Jana, I am Steve or Mike or John or Stacy, whoever. And then say, show me what I can learn from another incarnation or another lifetime. And through that very intention and the willingness to, to say, maybe I'm not this body. I'm going to loosen my grip on that. Just stand by for insights and downloads to fall into that heart where all is one. Oh, excellent. I'm going to try that. Good. Let me know how it goes. Okay. Thank you. All right, listen at the end of the show to see if you won the free online course, okay? I will. Thank you. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. Let me check our timing. Good. We have like nine more minutes till the break. I want to remind everybody again, if you call in and I take your call, I enter you into the little drawing at the end for the one of my three free one of my three courses free online. The number is 816-251-3555. I'll take one more caller. And then we'll take somebody's written in question. So, Steve, I believe you've been waiting longer than the others in hey. the queue. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing, Suzanne? Excellent. Uh, I've got a How question for you. Okay. About 
a lot of people on the earth plane are seeking enlightenment and many have had non-dual experiences and we feel this sense of, uh, you know, subject and object are the, are the same. So there's this oneness that happens. And for a lot of us, it's very brief. And this, this curiosity hit me the other, this past week thinking about people on the other side. Are they also, are there's a bunch of them looking for unity, consciousness, and enlightenment. And that's one question. I, I can't imagine everyone's enlightened just because they die. <laughs> Just give me one question at a time, okay? So if there's a follow-on, okay. hold on to it while I ask the team about that. Well, they say to me to speak from my experience, and that is as an evidence-based medium in so many of my readings, I'll be talking to someone who used to be in a human body and is now in the spirit world, and they sh they have this symbol they show me. They hold the hands up to the eyes and open the hands, and that means my eyes have been opened on the other side, meaning while they were here, they thought they were just this story. They didn't realize it's all about love and how connected we all are and who we are as pure awareness, as consciousness, expressing through these stories that we come to believe are who we really are, which is not the ultimate truth. So we get to the other side and it's because of that love that suddenly we're so aware of that if we're willing to loosen our grip on the story that followed us once we transition, then our eyes are truly open. And I would say that, and my guides say, yes, that is the experience of enlightenment on the other side, coming to know we really are all simply consciousness bubbling up as these various stories. All right. I okay. think I understand. Did you have Thank another you. question? Well, the the question really had to do with are there others seeking enlightenment on the other side? But I think what you're saying is when you get to the other side, I suppose it's just automatic or is it just very easy? It's easier, but not necessarily automatic. Again, it depends on how much people are clinging to their lifetime here. If anybody's not familiar with my free ebook on my homepage at SuzanneGiesman.com, it's called Awakening. And at the end of that book is a download that I received from Sanaya that describes what it's like when we pass through the veil. And if we're still very much in our human mode of perceiving things, we're going to want to play golf and, and fly planes and have those kind of human experiences that we enjoyed while here and didn't get to do or want to continue doing. But the more we loosen our grip on that reality, so to speak, then we no longer need those activities nor even the awareness of a physical body. And we just become more and more like the light beings who we ultimately truly are. Okay, sounds like the path continues on the other side. It's continuous, yes, indeed. And enlightening is enlightenment is is an ongoing thing. It's like peeling back layers of the onion. You can get it for a while, and then there's always more to understand. So enjoy the journey, all of us. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. All right, have a great rest of the day. Let me take one of the questions that was sent in. Let's see, here's one. 
I don't have, oh, this is from um, Joe Lou. She wrote in, I bought your mediumship training recordings and listened to the first one for quite some time. Then I went to a beautiful chapel to experience the second meditation. I felt overwhelming love, saw my loved ones with bright golden lights in their hearts, all connected to me and to a massive network of other beings. She goes on and on to describe this beautiful experience that she had. She said, I came back from that meditation, but felt very shaky for a couple of days, susceptible to other people's sad energy. I told myself I needed to ground. She wants to know it's clear to her that her fear shuts down the connection. She wants to overcome that because she wants to enjoy again what she did in that meditation. So any suggestions on how to overcome that fear? You know, I liken this to when I'm eating a really gooey, yummy dessert or a great piece of pizza. Even in the midst of enjoying it, I'm already thinking, oh, no, this is going to end soon. I'm not going to get to enjoy it all evening because I could eat this for the rest of the day. I'll bet all of you can identify with that. Even when we're experiencing something pleasant, our human mind is already thinking about that coming to an end. That's because that's the human way to not be able to be satisfied when indeed what we experience in a meditative state is contentment, which is quite different from satisfaction, which is temporary. What Joe Lu and others experience in meditation is a taste of that beautiful joy and peace that is our soul's true nature. And it's not just a one-time thing. This is what's available to all of us by simply sinking back into the heart, not just in meditation, but at any time when we truly set the intention of coming to know who we really are. So there's this fear that I've tasted that sweet nectar of love that's my true nature. What if I never get that back again? And the beautiful answer from spirit is, this is who you are. You have never lost it. It merely became veiled over by the human story and the fact that you put your focus on that story. So when you feel that fear, face it and recognize it as part of the human story and say, okay, there are going to be ups and downs, just like I can eat dessert, but not all the time. And experiences come and go, but I know that that peace and that joy that I experienced for that brief moment of bliss in meditation is my very nature. So I'm going to seek that in every moment, not just in meditation and just in a, in touching that part of us that is always awake, the fear subsides because the fear was never real. What is real is what never changes. That is our eternal nature as a soul. Can you feel that energy? We're going to continue with the, that and more teaching from Sanaya after the break. So please come back and join us. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. I heard from a young lady who was just starting out as a Unity minister, and she said, I am not teaching prosperity yet in my ministry because I have not yet demonstrated it in my own life. And I don't think I should teach what I have not demonstrated. And I wrote her back and said, Honey, you've got it all backwards. You need to teach what you want to learn. You teach what you want to demonstrate because you cannot demonstrate what you do not know. There must be an inworking before there can be an outworking. To find out more about Unity Teachings, visit unity.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer or call 816-969-2000. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. If you could talk to an angel, what would you say? Join Jerry Gavin every Monday at 5 p.m. Central for Angelic Connection. Jerry shares messages from his guardian angel, Margaret, in combination with ancient healing practices to teach people how to listen to their spirit. Jerry can help you strengthen your connection to the angelic realm and receive clear messages of help and healing. Call in and join the show every Monday on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody. It's the first Thursday of the month, so this is question and answer day. And again, you're not just asking me because I sure don't claim to have all the answers. We're going to connect here with my guide, Sanaya, and see what kind of 
of uh, wisdom insights they can share with us. But again, they caution me that they don't have all the answers either. Our guides are our friends, our helpers, and they sometimes, here's a good point, won't give us some answers if we need to make certain choices ourselves. Keep that one in mind. Why are we here? To learn and to grow. So, Anybody whose call I take live today enters into a drawing for one of my online courses, a gift of that. I'll do the drawing at the end. And we have Irina, who has been waiting the longest. Welcome to the show. Um, thank you. Uh, can you hear me? Hello? I sure can. Yes, you're on the air. Oh, okay. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Um, so uh, my question might be a little bit uh, vague, uh, but uh, it's about a life plan or a life issue that you mentioned before um, mm-hmm. and uh, about spirituality versus uh, human or material existence. So uh, is it possible that to balance out the previous spiritual life that some people uh, may or their life purpose is to be immersed in human existence or materiality, and there is like a wall um, or veil um, that they cannot cross. They're trying to become more spiritual. They're trying to meditate and do other things, wonderful things that you are doing. Uh, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. So is, do, do you understand my question? Well, I understand well, I'm not sure what the actual question is. I got everything up to there. So what is the exact point you're trying to get? Okay. Um, the question is, uh, is it possible that some people should not even try to be more spiritual and uh, um, meditate and um, try uh-huh. to connect to their spirit guide? Okay. Maybe it's their, uh, okay. Okay. This is a great question. And let me make sure we get an answer from a higher place. All roads lead to the same place, is what Sanaya says, and that there are no strict rules or nothing that anybody has to do. So this is great news for all of you who say, well, I can't meditate or I don't need to meditate. I know my husband Ty is listening, and his his time of connecting with the soul happens when he's out in nature or perhaps on the water. So actually, what Sanaya is saying now is there's no need to try What did we say to you earlier? They are saying, release your grip on this reality. Hmm. So what does that mean? That means coming to understand that what we perceive may be uh, not exactly our true reality, our true nature, that we need to examine how much our senses may be deceiving us, how much our belief systems are affecting our experience of who we truly are. So they're saying that one of the best ways to touch our soul is to question our thoughts. And this we can do every time a thought comes to our mind, every time words are about to come out of our mouth, we simply tune into our heart and ask, is this coming from the highest place within me? And then you begin to question, well, who am I really? The body is a great barometer for letting us know if we're in touch with the heart. So you can see that some people may have a belief of what is spiritual and what is the spiritual path. And they're are many paths, but ultimately they all lead us to the heart and releasing anything that is not in alignment with love. Okay? Um, okay. 
Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Let me put your name down here for one of the drawings. Okay. Thank you, Irina. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to go now to Cindy. Thank you for your patience in waiting. You're on the air. Hi, Suzanne. It's Cindy from Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania, my home state. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm one of your students, so I'm always on the webinars, and I'm take, I've am i taken the SOAR classes. But I don't really have a big question. Um, when we were in Wilkes-Barre, you had the Sanaya messages come through, and I was just going to ask you if you could ask Sanaya to give us all listening today a special message or a special blessing. Sort of like a, I, I just love to have a special word from them because it was wow. so meaningful. You're taking my breath away. They're taking my breath away as you asked that. I suddenly couldn't catch my breath. So they're obviously <sighs> ramping up the energy. Give me a moment. I usually don't do this on the air because there's a pause and they say just speak. So blessings to all of you. Our advice to you this afternoon is merely to love thyself. So many of you look outside of yourselves for love and do quite a few crazy things as you humans would understand it. Yet all you need to know is that you are love and that it rests within you and has always been there. And the reason you seek it is for you think you have lost it. And how can you lose your very nature? Go within to the heart, wherein dwells the soul, the bridge, twixt the human side and your essence, which is pure awareness, which never dies. As you hear these words, tune into the vibration, for they come from the vibration of love, which will always carry you directly home. Love thyself. It is who you are. There you go. Oh my goodness, that is so meaningful. Mm. And um, I thank you so much. I will be playing that and dictating it back to myself. <laughs> okay, excellent. Thank you, Suzanne. And often, was, I'm sorry, thank you so much, Cindy. And thank you, Tanaya. Yeah, it's the vibration of the words often that 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 speak more to us than the actual words. So. I thank, uh, I thank Cindy for that question because it always feels so good when I feel that energy going through me. And I want to tell all of you that, that I'm not special. I just happened to have tuned into them through intention 10 years ago after two years of daily sitting in the silence asking to know, who am I? And they showed up with this powerful presence that literally took my breath away just like it did just now. And they came to tell us that when you ask that question, who am I, you can't help but receive an answer that is that transcends your human awareness. It's, your soul is already awake. It can't be any other way. So the fact that you're even listening today shows that, that you're on the path. Just uh, keep asking those questions of your heart and enjoy the journey. It truly never ends, and that should be Good news. All right. I'm going to take another caller. Let's see. Kenny, you are on the air. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Suzanne. Good to talk to you again. Nice to hear you. 
How are your kittens doing? They're doing fine. They're they're driving me. They're they're nice and quiet right now, thankfully. Well, well, good. I <laughs> wanted to, as I think about, I know, Kenny is, has been a friend for a while, and he he shared with me that he has two new companions, and our our pets keep us very much present because dogs and cats are always in the moment, and we just smile when we see them because they don't have the worries that we humans do, and they're just really great teachers for us. No wonder they make us laugh with their antics. So, what's your question today, Kenny? Well, it, it might be another one of those um, deep questions. Um, I'd like to understand a little bit more about um, how we can heal our bodies. Um, you know, we've had uh, we've had uh, Jesus teach us, Edgar Casey, um, and some teachings from the entity Seth, uh, channeled by Jane Roberts, mm-hmm. and uh, Sanaya has spoken a little bit about this. Because uh, she's, uh, they have said um, that we uh, create our reality through our beliefs and our thoughts. Yes. I just wondered if there's, um, I mean, besides what she just said, you know, just love yourself. <laughs> yes. Well, well let, let me get going not. on that because they're downloading a whole bunch of information all at once. And first off, they say we cannot give you the full answer in just a few minutes, but enough a few nuggets to chew on, they say. Uh, 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 they say the human is always interested in healing for you run from pain and feel that perfect health is the ultimate goal. When we wish to tell you that all challenges, when seen as opportunities, become exactly that opportunities for growth. And they're showing me people who come into human form with a physical malady that will never be cured, such as a a so-called handicap. And they're showing us that these are some of the greatest opportunities and soul lessons that the soul agreed to take on. So they want us to very much be aware that if we fail to cure an ailment, or if somebody ultimately transitions from an ailment, this is not a failure, that the soul grows no matter what. And because death is not the end, that the growth will continue. So we can mine any ailments, any illness, for what they have to teach us now. So each circumstance is going to be different, they tell us. And so it behooves each of us when faced with a physical challenge to tune into our own higher self and ask, what does this have to teach me? Is there something I need to work on? Or is this an opportunity for those around me to learn from this malady? So you can see that once again, they're not going to give us the ultimate answer, but teach us how to how to mine the nuggets from each situation. Okay? That's wonderful. All righty. Let me make sure your name's on the list here. You are on the list for a drawing. So thank you, Kenny. Nice talking with you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take, with 15 more minutes, another question, a write-in question. This one is from Kara. And she wrote in, 
Are we able to balance and clear our chakras each day simply by setting the intention? Or is it necessary to do something like your 10-minute transformation daily? I have a free uh, recording, an MP3 recording on my website under resources and meditation, the 10-minute transformation. I use it myself when I get really gunked up or if I'm going to be, oh, if I've done a presentation like this evening, my I won't be blocked. Afterwards, I'll be overextended. So anytime you're out of balance, whether kind of constricted or just so pumping out the love and the and the power that, that you're out of balance, it's excellent idea to do a chakra clearing. But Kara's question is, can we do this each day simply by setting the intention? Let me check with Sanaya on that one. Oh, big lip twitch, and they say absolutely, because what is happening with a 10-minute transformation or even a two-minute chakra clearing is you're simply holding that intention longer for the human who feels that the lesson needs to really sink in. I love that. So they're saying, they show me, oh, you guys are going to laugh at this, and I teach it in some of my classes. Often, I use what's called the Roto-Rooter method of chakra clearing. (laughs) And it's just visualizing a spiral of cleansing light coming up from beneath my feet, from the center of the earth and spiraling up around my body, clearing out any dust or dirt that might've clouded my my lens, my, my soul's light. And clearing it out as it just pulls it out through the top. That's my sh- my quick spiral chakra clearing method. And Ty can tell you sometimes if somebody cuts me off in traffic or something, I- he'll see me doing this quick spiraling motion and just whoosh, pulling out any blockages just like that. Instant, instant clearing. So it all depends on what you at a human level feel will help you. And if you feel the longer one helps you, it does. If you believe that you only need a moment, guess what? It works. So this is the power of intention and belief. Kara also asks, is there a way to incorporate chakra clearing and balancing into meditation without making it two separate things? Absolutely. In fact, just about any of my meditations that follow my seven-step bless me method, which you can learn about in my free ebook on the meditations page called Mastering Meditation, the Bless Me Method incorporates a chakra clearing if you feel you need it right in the L step, which stands for lift your vibration. It's a perfect way to just smoothly flow from the breathing to chakra clearing and lifting your vibration and right onto the other steps that lead you to a beautiful expanded state of awareness. But again, None of that is necessary. All that is necessary is the intention. I am coming into alignment now with my true nature, and it is done. I love it. Thanks for that question, Kara. Now we're going to go to Judy, hopefully patiently waiting all this time. Judy, you're on the air. Hi, Suzanne. Hey. How are you today? Well, I'm just vibrating very high. I may need to... bring my chakras back in later on. (laughs) How about you? I'm good. Thank you. I just have one question. Do we pick our parents before we come in? Do we choose our parents before we come in? I can't prove it, but I have been told over and over that yes, we do. And in fact, there are many documented stories 
of children who tell their parents once they get here in physical form about seeing them before they were born. I remember one story of a little boy that says, Mommy and Daddy, I remember when you were sitting on the beach and Mom was in a pink bathing suit and you were talking about having me. And they remembered the moment they talked about, why don't we have a child? And they were sitting in Hawaii on the beach. Those are anecdotal stories But my guides say that if you look at the lessons that you learn from your parents, often family members are our greatest teachers. And so we may feel cheated by our parents in some sense. Why didn't I have a more loving mother or father? But and some who have, you know, parents that are just the ideal parents. Why is it different for so many people? For each soul comes to learn different lessons. So, yes, there's a choice made in that. Okay, thank okay. you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to move right on to Laurie. I'm so appreciative to all, all of you for calling in here. This is, uh, it's wonderful to connect personally with so many of you. How are you, Laurie? Well, hi, Suzanne. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Good. My question kind of ties back with um, a caller earlier who was talking about when you transition, people see the harm that they have done is what I think you had said. And yes, trying to understand that in the larger context of the world, when we see so many negative things, murders and war and so many things like that. So I guess that answers a bigger question as how how can I put this? Um, so when they transition, they can see the damage that they have done to other people, and they learn a huge lesson. There, it's it's, it's even more than thing? that, and this is this happens in what is commonly referred to as the life review. They don't just see it; they feel exactly what those who were the affected by their actions felt at the time only even more so. So you can't even escape that feeling. So, you know, even just when we, when we do things that we regret, if we instantly atone for that here, that diminishes it. But if, if there's somebody that we didn't uh, make amends with while we're here, it really behooves us to do that while we're here so that we don't have those regrets and feel those repercussions on the other side. That's, that's the, the kind of, Justice. We're not judged by a, a vengeful God on the other side. We are judged by through our own what we experience. Wow. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. It, it helps um, to understand so much of what we see, and maybe like you talk about the progression, how we progress and we get better, we learn and move mm-hmm. forward and it's always the lessons and those are the ones that were always difficult for me to understand and so so it's basically intensifying what they have done to others then they kind of intensify it and bring it back onto themselves in the learning yes. process would that be a good way to say it wow that sounds okay. yes it does so you reap what you sow mm-hmm. okay well thank you okay. very much you're welcome I, I tell everybody that if if you know 
make your amends now so you don't have to find a medium from the other side to say, I'm sorry. I just did a, a reading yesterday, an impromptu one that I didn't expect to be doing. And, oh, this mother came through from the other side with a big apology. And the daughter here was just sniffing and crying. And it was a beautiful healing moment. But so much better if we can do it now, realizing that this is we're here to love each other. If we could just awaken to that truth while we're here, uh, there wouldn't be so many regrets. And All right. Thanks, Laurie. That too. Oh, thank you, Suzanne. Okay. Bye-bye. We have two more callers on the line and enough time for probably one more. So let's go for Diana has been waiting longer. How are you today? Hi. Hi, Diana. I, uh, I have a question, something that I just don't understand. Um, there's a, there's a, a lady who does a lot of YouTube videos and apparently her son died by suicide. I think maybe this has been a few years back and she sits with mediums and the, um, her son, this is what usually happens. Her son goes and gets these famous people who have passed on, brings them to the medium and the medium kind of interviews or gives a reading of all these famous people. Everything from when Stephen Hawking died, there was mm -hmm. a, a, a YouTube post or video, maybe three weeks after he died. And her son seems to be able to get all these people and bring them forth and bring them there to the medium for a reading. And there's okay. many, 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 many famous people that um, you can watch these videos. I just, I don't understand it because limited experience that I've had with mediums, sometimes they have trouble bringing through just my own family. I, I, guess, <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand the dynamics of it. And I, I guess, I don't know, it's very okay. head-scratching for me. All right. Well, I, I am not familiar with the show. I've heard something about it, but I haven't watched it. So I can't speak from experiencing the show. So this is not going to be addressing the validity of that at all. But let's just go to what is possible. And so I'm going to ask Sanaya here to help me out. So they want us to go back to the fact that they have mentioned several times in this show that all are stories. You are a story. I'm a story. We're all actors on a stage. We are pure consciousness expressing itself through various stories that we give a name, the Suzanne Giesman story and the Diana story. And there's the Albert Einstein story. And just because we pass through the veil, the story doesn't end consciousness bubble that story bubbles up in consciousness so that story will always be there i wish you could come to my talk tonight because i'm going to talk about how my guides told us that we're all myths we're acting out the hero's journey throughout life so in theory and some of this has been my experience we can access 
any aspect of consciousness that has ever or will ever incarnate in form because it's all arising from the one state of pure potential of pure awareness. This boggles our human mind. And so I, and when I step into my Suzanne Giesman role, especially back when I was a Navy commander, I would say, well, that sounds crazy. How is that possible? And that's why I've, Now that I do mediumship and connect with those who have passed, I always ask those on the other side to tell me things about themselves I couldn't possibly know. So when I decided to do a thought experiment and tune into someone famous, Albert Einstein, I asked to speak to him and I thought, if I'm going to believe this, he needs to tell me something I couldn't possibly know about him. And he gave me a whole list of things. Now, was I tuning into the actual Albert Einstein? Well, what is the actual Albert Einstein? It is a collection of thoughts and experiences that we all know as this person, Albert Einstein, when in reality, all of us are are aspects of consciousness, refractions, our specific color in the rainbow. So theoretically, this is all possible. Now, I don't want to run out of time, Diana. I hope that what I said made sense. Maybe I'll have a minute to expand a little more on that. But before we leave, I have to do my drawing now. We had 10 callers call in, and I've numbered them. And the number we drew is three. So number three was Jana. Jenna will win one of my online courses. And so, we'll, Jenna, you're going to have to reach out to me by email later to claim that. But, Diana, I hope I addressed your question that it is all possible. But if there's any doubt, check in with your heart. Are they really connecting with those celebrities? And let's ask for some evidence because the human side of us is still here. And that's how I'd like you to test any of the answers that have come through today. How do they feel in the heart? Your soul knows the truth. You are all beautiful lights. I thank you for sharing with me today. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.